trying to get some room tone. Oh, sorry. I didn't. Meeting. We can we can stop and do that now. No, that's okay. Okay, we'll keep do it going. at the end like normal. Yeah. Hey. Oh, yeah, I guess we usually do that. Yeah. What? Oh, no. It's been a week. <laughs> I know. It's, it's been a while. It's been, it's a, been while. a while. Hey, we said the same thing. That's cute. <laughs> You're uh, cute. That was me throwing up. Mm-hmm. Just like you do every time that you look at me. Stop. No. <laughs> ah, your computer. Yay, it's He's sort of working. He's trying to turn his computer on. He needs a new computer. If anyone wants to donate money to us, yeah, we'll drop put... your Venmo. No, <laughs> right. Uh, I'll put my Venmo in the description and you can... And you can pay for his new computer. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Help contribute to buy Harry a new computer <laughs> so he can podcast regularly yeah it's been a real problem let me tell you no we would have started like 10 minutes ago i know but uh it's okay this it's is fine. known unknowns ah this is known unknowns <laughs> that was loud no it wasn't oh okay fuck off <laughs> this is a podcast that you listen to weekly and yeah i'm carly yep and i'm harry that's harry sullivan sullivan that's when you say, that's Carly. That's Carly We've Davis. I, well, all right. All right. That, that is Carly Davis. Shh, we've passed that. Well, I just wanted to make sure they knew okay. your full name. Uh, do we have any updates for the folks uh, at home? Well, uh, do we? I don't, I don't no. know. You've, you've been traveling this week. Yeah, I was traveling this weekend. I saw Beetlejuice on Broadway. I know. You went to New York. It was very good. Oh, and I was all by myself, alone at home. And guess what? He still waited to do his story until an hour ago. I didn't know what... I thought about it a lot. I didn't know what to do. It was more than an hour ago. Uh, Next week won't be a regular episode. It'll be... uh, Another interview. Another interview episode. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. You'll like it. Stay tuned. Yeah, it's a good one. It's It's a really good one. It's very good. I, I, I had fun recording it, at least. Yeah, I, hope I it, had fun recording hope it's it. good for the He's audience. another uh, paranormal investigator, but also historian. More yeah. historian. He's more like paranormal like researcher than investigator. Yeah, yeah. He's a paranormal like researcher, but he's like an expert on the uh, Winchester Mansion. Yeah. I mean, it seems like he's an expert on a lot of things. Yeah, he's an expert. <laughs> he's really smart. So listen to that because mm-hmm. he's really cool. Yeah. You'll know next week who we're talking about. We are already recorded it, so it's happening. <laughs> Just saying. All right. All right. Um, do you have anything else to tell the people? Um... I don't think so. Great. I don't think I have anything either. How was your Valentine's Day, everyone? Wait, did we already did we do an episode on Valentine's Day? Um, no. How? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I got nothing. Okay. What's new with you, Harry? Um, I uh, I just played video games the whole time you were gone. Um. I finished uh, Half-Life 2, played some SimCity, I started playing Dead Space, oh uh, so it's been a good weekend. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, Anything you new, wouldn't though, approve. Anything that the audience doesn't know about? I don't think, is, is there something no. you're getting at? No. Okay. I was just wondering. No, nothing is ever new with me. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, you're uh, you're in an upcoming uh, production. I am. I am. You know, I'm an actress. Blah blah <laughs> blah blah blah. I am rehearsing for a show at Otherworld Theater in Chicago. <laughs> it is, you know, I bet our audience, I bet our audience is a bunch of nerds. I bet they'd like it. Yeah. Um, so if you're in the Chicago area, mm-hmm. you should come see a little show called Pickle Rickicles <laughs> at Otherworld Theater. You know what it is? You guys will love it. It's Shakespeare's Pericles, but with Rick and Morty characters. Mm-hmm. That's right. Rick and Morty characters. Pickle Rickicles is, you know, Pericles' Pickle Rick. Mm-hmm. Pickle Rick! <laughs> Guess who I am? Summer. If you can't tell by my voice and my <laughs> attitude. <Okay>. Summer. <laughs> So I play Summer, and it's a very funny show. It's like a Mm -hmm. parody of Pericles, Yeah, so it's very funny. If you can't tell from Carly's very uh, disinterested uh, or very unenthusiastic plug, (laughs) it's going to be a great, really funny show. (laughs) I'm in character. Oh, okay. I'm in character. No, I... They did Super Richard World the... Third, which was three uh, uh, back last fall, and that was really good. It was really good. That was also a parody of that was parody of Richard the Third with Nintendo characters. Mm -hmm. So, and it was very funny. We got we got reader recommended. Uh, We got on the list of top fifty plays in Chicago. Uh, We were um, you were nominated. By the oh, Chicago yeah. Reader we for, for best uh, new play, yeah. So and the stupid Shakespeare company, oh, yeah, stupid did they Shakespeare get nominated? Company. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. best new In our theater company. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got best new theater company, best new play. We were nominated. We didn't win either of them. You know, like Steppenwolf, I think won <laughs> the show, the best new play. You know, uh-huh. the big companies, but well, um, sure. but it's very, 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 very funny. Good. I one time almost vomited because i laughed so hard for so long i almost threw up <laughs> it was very funny so i yeah i'm looking forward to showing the people yeah. but tickets are actually uh selling out really fast all right so, so get them go. now go to uh just the other world theater other theater facebook page has the eventbrite thing on it it's 15 dollars suggested donation but it's all like if you can't pay that it's pay what you can right. so if you have two dollars one dollar zero just mm-hmm. you know any amount carly gets paid the same no matter I how get, much you donate yeah, so. I get paid the same amount. <laughs> yeah. i'm also rehearsing for another show a kid's show called yeah. the boy who cries wolf and i am a sheepdog in that one, nice. an old sheepdog that talks like this. Oh, I'm not really, but oh, I have to have not... a southern accent. <laughs> and I gotta be cool, calm, and collected. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I'm in a children's show, everyone. Mm-hmm. So if you know any children. If you know any children, or if tell you know them any, about the like, uh, Chicago Improv Playhouse, I think. Uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> Chicago Improv Playhouse. 
We're doing the Boy Who Cries Wolf. If there's any schools that wants to buy our show, that means I get more money. <laughs> nice. You want to support me. <laughs> if you know and any I schools. I get more money the more schools and locations that buy our performance. So Great. Anyway, that was like a 30-minute conversation plugs. plug. Um, okay. That's it. That's all, all right. I got. Cool. Uh, I love it. Did our fans uh, watch the debate? The other day? Oh, it was a spicy it one. It was steamy. <laughs> I don't know about steamy. Steamy! It was a hot one. It was a hot one. The Mike's Blooms was there this time. <laughs> That's what I call him, the Mike's Blooms. Mm, Michael Bloomberg. Michael Bloomsburg. Mike. Literally Satan. Anyway, <laughs> what? Nothing. He's Satan. <laughs> I know. I think he's he's a different kind of Satan. But yesterday I was on my bike ride, bike into rehearsal, and I was thinking to myself, and I said out loud to myself, people who like who people who support Michael Bloomberg are a different kind of evil. <laughs> I said they're the purest evil. The purest evil? Yeah. I I guess it depends how you define purity but yeah i can i, I get the what... purest form of evil the most evil yeah yeah that's what i'm saying ah uh, you're right yeah you'd mm-hmm. be a bad president and he's a bad person mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. please don't support him what <laughs> yeah no i'm I kinda, telling them not he'd be like every bit as like racist and sexist and xenophobic and bigoted as donald trump is but competent yeah, <laughs> it's rough. It's a rough time. Um, <sighs> anyway, what do you have for us this week, Harry? Okay, we've talked enough. They want to yeah. hear the stories. Um, I'm going to talk about um, someone named uh, Doctor James Still. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, part of our continuing Black History Month coverage. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which this will probably be uh, the last week of, mm-hmm. because of racism. Harry. What? <laughs> we can cut that out. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. We can add a little segment to our interview for next week if you want to. No, we don't need to. We should. It's a long interview. We it don't... is a long interview. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about it. So to talk about Dr. Still, I'm first going to talk about uh, the Pine Barrens. What's that, Harry? Well, since you asked. Yeah, I did. They're uh, asking at home, too. They said, what's that, Harry? They did? Probably. Right in, if you said, what's that, Harry, just now. (laughs) What's that, Harry? (laughs) Right in. You know how many people actually write in to us or email us when we ask people to? Zero. (laughs) Probably negative five actually right into it. No one wants to talk to us, and it makes me sad. I know. Izzy talks to us. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's interactive. She's an interactive um, fan. Yeah, friend of the show, Izzy Carp. Friend of the show. She replies to our tweets. Yeah, If no one else does. People listen to this freaking podcast. I know you do. We see the numbers. (laughs) You're listening. People are listening. They're hearing me say... Email us, tweet at us, follow. Like you're seeing it, and you are not responding. That makes me really upset. <laughs> my parents have like texted me a couple of times. They've commented on our posts before. 
Yeah. Yeah. So if you have emailed us, you should like DM no us one, or no one has. Uh, like just at us on Twitter. Just in ca- I, I just want to make sure that like we're not not getting emails, you know, like people haven't emailed us and it just we just like it's going uh-huh, to the spam folder or something. That's what's happening. I always check the spam folder. No All one's right. emailing I'm us. I'm just making sure. I just want to say like if you've tried to email us. And it didn't work. And we... Mm-hmm have not got your email because we haven't gotten any emails <laughs> we haven't gotten uh, any emails or we haven't responded to your email i'm serious i'm telling you there are let people. us know through some other avenue yeah there no one i think one person has subscribed to our email list come on people let's go jesus christ <laughs> i know you're listening <laughs> i know you're out there I see even, how many people you, listen. Even if you don't like the show, just let us know. Do it. Yeah, <laughs> let us know. We want hate mail. We want hate mail. Please send it. Man, is it that hard to? Is that that hard to do? I mean, we'd, is this we'd, too much to ask? We'd prefer steamy love letters. Of course, but like we're not getting any of those either. I just want to know that you're out there, people. <laughs> Talk to me. I'm lonely. Oh, Jesus. I'm not enough for you? No. Oh. Get me out of this, everyone. Please. Carly needs a new boyfriend. I need a new boyfriend, and I really she need you to... wants to meet one through the show so that she knows you have mutual interests. That's why I started this. Yeah, I know. Like, if we break up, this is my show. <laughs> I know. I get it. I okay. think I've said this on the show before. So now that we're 15 minutes in, <laughs> maybe you should start your story. Okay. Tell me, oh. what are the Pine Barrens, Harry? <laughs> the, Answer the question that I've been asking. The New Jersey Pine Barrens is a vast area of forest covering seven counties and a 1.1 million acre national reserve. Right. Uh, Where? In New Jersey. Oh, yeah, you said that. where Uh, the jersey devil is yeah Mm -hmm. they were like remarkably undisturbed despite its proximity to several major urban centers like philadelphia new york city and the various like you know northeastern new jersey cities up there Hmm. you know you think of new jersey as a pretty like urban state but it has like in the middle of this this huge area of like wilderness basically Hmm. Um, the fact that it was able to stay, um, a wilderness for so long and, and its name are due to the unique soil in the region. Uh, so it was. Unique soil. You, yeah. What? It's, it's the dirt (laughs) podcast, folks. Dirt podcast. (laughs) This is the, the dirt, the, the dirt hole. (laughs) <laughs> the dirt hole that's the section name All right. dirt hole uh so the dirt the dirt in the pine barrens of new jersey was too acidic and sandy and devoid Ooh. of nutrients for yeah. european settlers to cultivate the crops that they were familiar with there um and so they basically left it alone they didn't like cut down all the trees to build farms or anything or you know there's no reason to build a town there since you couldn't like grow any crops for food um and so it's was uh yeah largely undeveloped um but you know that that acidic sandy soil didn't stop other things from growing there um 
such as um, orchids, carnivorous plants, black bears, bobcats, cranberries. Black bears? Yeah. Like a bear? Yeah, like a bear. They live there. I thought you were talking about plants that were growing in the ground. Yeah, well, both. It's got a lot of biodiversity. Like It didn't grow black bears, All right. Well, it didn't grow from the ground. Sorry. All right, whatever. They, They grew... From the plants from the ground. Cranberries, blueberries, many species of rare and endangered flowers. Atlantic white cedar, oak, and the rare pygmy white pine tree. Beavers, owls, herons, woodpeckers, and endangered timber rattlesnakes uh, make the Pine Barrens their home. It's it's a really, like, Hmm. very biodiverse area. Interesting. With a lot of... Yeah, it seems uh, like, like a whole a whole lot of like endangered species live there also because hmm. it's oh, so unique. Very unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're hmm. it's like a f- species of tree frog that like only lives there mm. and like a couple other places That's on cool. the east coast. Hmm. Um. So, uh, let's see. Wait, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, so a few people do live near the prime pan barrens as well as even fewer people live within them. Um, And from those people come stories about what goes on in the wilderness at night. Stories about the Jersey Devil, as you mentioned. I did mention that. Pirates and the ghosts of pirates, animal spirits that offer aid and protection to travelers, a golden-haired girl ghost, and... That's me. The Black Doctor. The Black Doctor? Yeah. The ghost? Uh Uh-huh. That's who I'm talking about today. Okay. Is that what they call him? The Black Doctor? Yeah. Weird. Mm-hmm. Why not just the doctor? Well, because uh, he was black, and it's a good name for a ghost. The black doctor? It's better than just the doctor. Yeah, but there's only one doctor in this forest, so... I mean, I don't why know do if you that's need true. To, why do they call it the white and golden locked girl? <laughs> what? Well, no, I mean... I'm just confused. Does that... I mean, this makes I mean, it sound so, like there's I mean, multiple doctor They don't doctor just say ghosts. the girl... Okay. <laughs> they they still describe her. She's the girl okay. with the golden hair girl. Yeah, you're right. I'm just I was just curious if there were multiple doctors. I mean the black all. I I think there's only one doctor right. that I'm aware of. But it's just a descriptor. I'll do I'll do another episode on the pair the Pine Barrens overall, like writ large, and I'll tell you if there are any other doctor ghosts. Okay, thank you. Uh so as the legend goes, uh or the short version of the legend goes, in the earlier mid eighteen hundreds a young black man named James Still wanted to study and practice medicine. Yeah, he did. Uh, but the whites in the area wouldn't allow it. Yeah, they did. <laughs> uh, so he took his medical books and fled into the pines. Yeah. Where he studied medicine and botany and learned herbal remedies from yes. the local Native Americans. That's cool. Uh, some versions of the story say that he was eventually lynched by the white population when oh, they found fuck. out he was still trying to help people, <laughs> even though they said no. Uh, but in some versions, he ended up being embraced by the community and helping oh. the pineys. Okay. Uh, you know, and I he treated black and that. white patients alike for many years Aww. until he had a heart attack and passed away. Um, so whatever. So he was either lynched or had a heart attack and died. Yeah. But this was a real guy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Are I'll we get sure to the real, it's a real guy. guy? <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. All right. Then how do we not know how he died? Well, there's no record of that. So the real story is a little bit different. Oh, that's this is okay. Continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the 
This is like the legend that they tell about the ghost. Got it. I should let you tell the story. (laughs) So whatever version you want to hear, whether it was lynched or had a heart attack. I want to hear the heart attack. All right. The black, well, either way, the black doctor is still practicing medicine around the pines today, stopping to help sick or injured travelers passing through as as a ghost terrifying but cool so you'll like That's you know nice if you're like, a really nice ghost yeah if you're like it's riding really cool. your motorcycle through and you're like i don't know <laughs> fall off and break your leg this doctor will come and heal you and That's then he'll so uh, cool. disappear That's so cool <laughs> uh so but yeah as i mentioned james still was a real doctor and herbalist uh born uh, he was born April 9th, 1812. <gasps> That's the day before my birthday. That is, yeah. But I wasn't born in 1912. No, that was one day and a hundred no, no, no. and something nope. years don't before your ha- birthday. Don't let know how old I am. <laughs> they don't need to know that information. <laughs> uh, I'm old, folks. At least 45. You don't look it. Yeah, I know. Um, young 45. Sorry, I was pouring more wine for myself. I was also putting lotion on my hands, so if you heard a gross, like, (laughs) noise, that's what it was. (laughs) It was lotion. Uh, So, Uh. James Still, uh, April 9th, 1812. I almost said 18-9th. 18-9th. He was one of 18 children. Oh, Um, my God. Wait, is this the real story? (laughs) Yeah, the real real guy. Okay. Uh, One of 18 children. Both his parents were former slaves. His father, I think was a freed slave and his mother was a fugitive oh. like she'd run away i yeah, think it, yeah i, I think that, that i know i'm just <laughs> i'm just saying uh i think unless it was the other way around oh, it, okay i could i i i didn't find anything that said specifically which one was which oh, <laughs> so one was freed and one was a few fugitive yeah. mm-hmm. one was yeah uh they settled in the Pine Barrens to avoid being captured and resold, basically. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this sparsely populated here. Yeah. There we go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when James was young, uh, a physician from Philadelphia had come through the Pine Lands to give vaccinations to all the children in the region. Mm. Um, and so from that moment on, James still wanted to become a doctor. That's cute. To help, help people himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but educational opportunities were scarce. Uh, he, his family had like made hardly any books, uh, he, and hardly any money. Um, hardly he, any medical books laying around. Yeah, I know. Like they had like the Bible and maybe a spelling book and oh, yeah. a couple others, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, he was only able to attend three months of school as a teenager. I'm not sure before he was a teenager if he had any schooling. He learned how to read at some point. It's good. But yeah, as a uh, when he turned 18, he was he became an indentured servant, um, hmm. and so for those okay. for three years he uh, like worked as like a servant for this family. Uh, right. What does that mean? It's like a it's like. An indentured serve indentured servitude is basically it's a form of slavery, but like there's an end date to it, basically. So no pay, so, huh? Yeah, basically. You're you're like kind of working off your debt, sort of, but like what debt. I don't know. <laughs> I Did th- he give like, them money? Like, you know, they like pay for they like 
you know, kind of like make sure that you can live and, um. So they give you money? Not, not really. No, you're just. Then I'm confused. You're, you know, it's basically a form of, it's basically slavery, but for an end date. Okay. And That's so he. Sketchy. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> it, yeah, there weren't many options for like poor well, yeah, black yeah, people. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just confused. I was. Just, I've only ever heard indentured servant. I don't. I didn't know what it meant. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's yeah. Basically, slavery with an end date. So from when he was 18 to uh, the day he turned 21, um, he he was an indenture. He was like a servant, a servant for. I don't know, somebody. Um, but like every oh spare minute that he had during that time, he would spend like reading about botany and mm-hmm. medicine as much as he could. Um, and he, and he, I guess he talked to like some Native Americans in the area and he did learn stuff from them mm-hmm. um, about their herbal medicine stuff. Uh, yeah. When he was, so when he was 21, he was released from his service and given $10 and a new suit. Oh. Mm hmm. So, okay. Not a bad deal. I'd give it is th- a bad deal. All right, but fine. I'd give I'd give away three years of my life for ten bucks in a new suit. But how much is ten dollars in today's money? I don't know. Oh. Like a hundred. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how much it's. <laughs> not a lot still. But he was not making minimum wage. I'll tell <laughs> you that. Uh, so he went to Philadelphia right after that, uh, where he. Hoped to get into medical school, but mm. they all turned him away there. All the schools. Yeah. Um, he, he tried, though. You know, I mean, he kept, he stayed in Philadelphia, I guess, for a little while. And he kept mm-hmm. reading and worked menial jobs and stuff. Yeah. Uh, he kept, you know, reading everything he could about medicine and botany. Uh, he worked, um, he married at, in like oh. the 18, 1835, I think, Cute. and had a daughter. Uh, but when his daughter was three, his wife died of tuberculosis, and no! then the next year his daughter died no. as well. Of tuberculosis? Yeah, I believe so. No. Uh, but I like this guy, and everything is just. <laughs> oh. I mean, he not long after that he remarried. Okay. To another woman, and he had two sons with her. Right. Um, it just seems like everyone's really just. Kicking him down, the whole world, nothing is going right. (laughs) Well, not long after his second death, he began, like, he began his medical career. You said second death. Or second, second marriage, sorry. Second wife? Second Second marriage? Second marriage, that's what, he began his medical career. Yay! Uh, He began making a cough balm. What? A a cough? Cough balm. Like a... (coughs) A balm for that. Yeah. That you swallow? Uh, I think it... I don't think put you generally throat. swallow balms. You probably you do? rub put it, it on, on something. Your throat? Throat or chest or I don't know. Okay. Something like that. Uh, yeah, from herbs that he grew himself in his Sweet. farm. Uh, cool. It quickly became a success, making still, he was like, became like locally famous for his oh. cough balm. That's cool. Um, Philadelphia pharmacists began buying his balm in large quantities. Woo! He was able to buy a house in so Medford, New money. Jersey. Yes. Yeah, and he started making house calls to patients. Yay! Um, other other local doctors challenged his credentials because well, duh, but there's this you know. Young... No, no, no one had to go to school back then, right? To be a doctor. Oh wait, there's no, medical school. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but he. He talked to like a local attorney and they advised him that as long as he didn't call himself 
or he didn't claim to ha- to be an MD. He didn't like call himself an official doctor, and he that was he was like an herbalist. And he or didn't something. charge for his like practices for like treating someone. He couldn't charge people. Right. I think so. I think how it worked is like he couldn't charge for like coming to your house and like treating you, but he could charge for like the medicine that he gave you. Oh, basically. Okay. okay. So. That's how he, like, worked it so he could keep practicing. That's kind of adorable. He just wanted to do it. So <laughs> mm-hmm. even though he, like, could, didn't get paid for doing it, like, you know, he charged for his cough, cough, cough balm. Mm-hmm. But it was still like, oh, but I want to do this. Yeah. So this is what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. I, he treated people, like, all over the Pine Barrens and surrounding area. Um, he, he He did a lot of traveling, it seemed like, around New Jersey. It was, like... I mean, it's a big area, mm-hmm. like Do you think people just kind of slipped him some money, even if he I'm was, sure. like, didn't? Because you have to think he probably went there and mm-hmm. either gave them something or just diagnosed them slash said, all right, eat this food. So, <laughs> you know, sometimes he wouldn't probably get money. Yeah. No. If he went and treated them. Right. I'm sure. So probably. it's a nice story. I mean, I'm, sh- I, yeah. I would bet that whenever he came to, like, make a house call, he gave them something that he could charge for. I would bet. I hope so. <laughs> Get that money. Um, And so he he was really successful. He, like, he was, I think, eventually became, like, the third largest landowner in his town. Met, he owned, like, $50,000 cool. worth of property. <gasps> That's cool. Um, he, um, his... His uh, son became, I don't remember which son, but I think I think it was Thomas still. One I think. of them. Yeah. Um, he, became, he was the third black person to graduate from Harvard Medical School. <gasps> That's cool. Um, Th- James still, in 1877, published his autobiography, which was called Early Recollections and Life of Dr. James Still. Oh, I should read that. I bet that's good. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> no? I, I read one thing about it that said it was like, it, it was interesting, but like rambling, I guess. I yeah, great. Yeah. Cool. I don't know. I, I, bet it is, I bet it is interesting. Um, his, his brother wrote um, one of the first like big, big books about the Underground Railroad. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he had a, That's cool. at, he eventually had a stroke. Which limited his practice to patients who could come to his home. Um, and then in 1882, he had a second stroke and passed away Died. in his New Jersey home. How old was he? Uh, 70, I think. About 70. Okay. Good. So not bad for yeah. 1882. Okay. Yeah. So where does this... Why do people say he got lynched? I think just because he... It makes for a better, better story. story. He yeah. didn't even have a heart attack. No. He had a stroke. Yeah, he had a a stroke. Mm Mm-hmm. What is this myth? What the fuck? I don't know. I guess a heart attack is also a better story than a stroke. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) All right. What else? Is that all you got? Yeah, that's all I got. Oh, that was a good story. (laughs) And so now he, like, haunts the Pine Barrens and helps people? Yeah. He still helps people? I love this guy. (laughs) I love this guy. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god he's still helping people yeah. oh, 
because he likes it. He just likes doing it. <laughs> really cute. I really mm-hmm. like that. That was a good story. That was a good oh, one. Good. I'm yeah, glad. that was really good. <laughs> so now he just haunts the Pine Barrens and mm-hmm. helps. I need to go to the Pine Barrens right now and break my foot. Okay. And you'll, so I can meet him. You'll meet the Black Doctor. I really want to meet the Black Doctor. I mean, he's a lot more benevolent than his name sounds, for sure. You'd think yeah. the Black Doctor is like kind of is the doc. He's the ghost of somebody who like killed people. Mm-hmm. So, is there anything else you want to add? Looks like you're looking something up. Um, no, I have nothing else to add. Okay. 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 That was good. Good. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That was everyone. That was, uh, that was for everyone. Oh, good. For you, <laughs> from everyone. Oh. All right. Are you ready to hear my story? Yeah. Mine, we should have ended with yours because mine is depressing. Good. So depressing. We love it. Ugh. Okay. Mine is The Exorcism of Annalise Michel. I think it's pronounced Michel. Okay. Um, oh man. All right. So, in 1952, in Klingenberg, Germany, Annalise Michelle was raised as a very strict Catholic. Hmm. So, in 1968, I guess she might have been born in 1952. Yeah, she was born in 1952 in Klingenberg, Germany, and raised as a very strict she had a Catholic. She was mm-hmm. very Catholic. Her family was very, very, very Catholic. So in 1968, she had her first episode mm-hmm. where she lost consciousness and felt like a very heavy feeling in her chest. And she was like, like she was being, and it felt like she said that it was someone was pinning her to her bed, like pressing on her chest so hard. Uh-huh. And she would like, yeah, lose, she'd like pass out. Oh. So, about 11 months later, she experienced another similar episode. Okay. So, then her mom decided to take her to their family doctor. To a good get, idea. Yeah, yeah. And a neurologist. So, good you know, idea, they're yeah. taking some good steps here at the beginning. Uh, they did Uh-oh. a <laughs> Yeah, we'll get into it. So, they did a brain scan. And so, the neurologist did a brain scan. Right. And that came back completely normal she's got a normal brain yeah just like me so <laughs> there was no like abnormalities that were like uh maybe that's why she's passing out uh-huh. and having these weird right. episodes um so the doctors were like you seem fine the episodes are probably just some sort of seizure mm-hmm. so the two doctors both hypothesized uh-huh. that it was like eh, probably like a seizure of some sort right like there's nothing in the brain scan to indicate that and there's nothing health related to indicate it but i mean what what it sounds like sure. it might be some uh, kind of seizure thing even though yeah mm-hmm. so over the next two years she has two more episodes okay. and after the third one she was prescribed an anti-convulsion medication. Okay. And after the fourth episode, she's prescribed an anti-seizure medication as well. Okay. So she, like, 
she feels like she like feels something really heavy on her chest and then just passes out. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. She like loses consciousness. I don't mm. know if she feels the heaviness when she's out of mm-hmm. when she's like passed out. I don't know what the deal right. is. I don't know. I think she starts to feel the heaviness in her chest and then she like passes out. Right. Interesting. Yeah. She has like a weird like episode of like uh, and passes out kind of thing. So after each of her episodes, they did a brain scan Mm -hmm. after the second time. So they did three. So all of them came back normal except for the fourth episode slash third scan, which only showed a very mild, some very mild irregular patterns, but nothing to indicate anything was wrong or any kind of like pattern that shows that like she should be having seizures or anything wrong like it mm-hmm. they were like mildly right. abnormal but not it's basically you know, like anyone no could more have abnormal these. than anyone else yeah. yeah 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 like nothing no big deal so it's starting so the the doctors were just like i don't i don't know it's probably just some sort of seizure but there's nothing uh, to yeah uh-huh. so Starting in 1973, things got spooky. Uh-oh. So, Annalise started hearing, like, knocking noises in her room, like, in the on the walls, on the windows, mm-hmm. on the doors. And her sister heard them as well. So, there was, like, weird knocking noises coming around. Uh-huh. Her sister was also hearing it. Uh-huh. Um, and then Annalise started hearing voices. Uh-oh. And these voices were damning her to hell. Uh-oh. Yeah. So her mother started to get worried. Sure. Specifically, uh, when she witnessed her daughter staring at a statue of the Virgin Mary and her eyes went completely black. <laughs> yeah. That's and, worrying. Yeah. And then while she was doing this, her eyes turned black and her hands turned into thick paws with long, sharp claws. Well, that's even more worrying. I know. <laughs> Bare hands. I I don't know what, what. She just started to get worried when that happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's a teenager. It's, yeah. <laughs> well, no, seventy three. She'd be like twenty one, wouldn't she? Uh, yeah, probably. But uh, yeah. So, in a visit with her neurologist next. All right. Um. Let's see. Annalise told him that she was having horrific visions of demon faces, and she felt like the devil was inside of her. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, She also tells him that she frequently smells burnt feces. Oh. And then later on, other people around her report smelling burnt feces. How do all these people know what burnt feces smells like? Just feces, but... But burnt? But, but with also, maybe some but also smoke. with smoke. I know. Weird. <laughs> it's really funny because I was watching BuzzFeed Unsolved. They have an episode of this. Mm-hmm. And as soon as Ryan said that, uh, what's his name? Shane. Shane said, how do these people know what burnt feces smells like? And <laughs> well, then Ryan said, it's just feces, but a little smokier. You know, back in the so, back in the seventies, they used to have back in the old days, they used to have shit burning parties. Yeah, yes, it was just funny because we had the same conversation just now. <laughs> um, so uh, after this meeting, 
Mrs. Mrs. Michelle, so the mom, okay. claims that Dr. Luthi, who is was their neurologist right. through all of this, told them to consult a Jesuit. Said, yeah, you should probably go to <laughs> someone. But Dr. Luthi would later deny this claim in court. Okay. Foreshadowing. Slash Uh-oh. not really. I'm telling you that we go to court later. Uh-oh. Yeah. So, but the mom is like, no, bitch, you told us to go see someone. Yeah, I'm with him. I'm with the doctor on this. Right. Or maybe he was like, maybe he was like joking when he said yeah, it. maybe. <laughs> uh, so, that's what I wrote. Uh, <laughs> they find a priest named Father Alt to like be like, look at my daughter. So he was the original priest to like look at Annalise and be like, yeah, she's possessed. Like, yeah. So in 1973, Annalise meets with a Freudian psychiatrist. Good. So she's still going to like medical professionals. Uh huh. And he diagnoses her diagnoses her as neurotic with possible epilepsy. Okay. And then she consults a second neurologist who mm-hmm. diagnosed her with epileptic patterns. Okay. Uh, so then they gave her much stronger meds to help with epilepsy and neurotic behavior. Cool. Uh, but her symptoms only got worse after she started the meds. All right. Uh, so in 1975, she stopped sleeping almost completely and would pray fervently all night. Hmm. So she drank her own urine and ate spiders and flies. Just like uh, just like Bear Grylls. Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe he's possessed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she would destroy rosaries, crucifixes, and any religious religious symbols. And she couldn't be around cool. them. She like, yeah, couldn't be around them. She's metal. Yeah, she's metal. <laughs> her parents said she experienced strength that was almost superhuman. Throwing her sister as if she were a rag doll and crushing an apple in one hand. <laughs> Sounds cool. I know, right? Sounds cool. I'll so, be friends with her. Father Rodwick, Rodwick, an expert in exorcisms, he says. Nice. Uh, said he was convinced Annalise was possessed. Okay. Then this priest finally got permission to do an exorcism from... The bishop, because that you have to get permission. Right. And the exorcism system would be performed by Father Renz. There's so many people so involved many fathers. in this. Because there's you got, Father You got Alt. Renz, you got Alt, you got Control, Delete. Oh my God. What? No. On <laughs> September 24th, 1975, the first exorcism was performed. So they recorded... Some of the audio from the exorcisms, they did multiple, ex- they did a lot of exorcisms. And so they they would, um, yeah. And I'm going to play a little clip of one for you now. Oh. <laughs> Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> 
which yeah, yeah creepy, De- very mm-hmm. disturbing. Yeah, it it's is. It's gonna give me nightmares. <laughs> it is. It is pretty pretty disturbing. I the priest. The priest kind of sounds like a chump, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! He doesn't sound very confident. He has no charisma. Oh my god! Okay, but so, uh, so yeah, um, Annalise in these exorcism during these exorcisms, one mm-hmm. of them, she named Valentine Fleshman as one of the demons inside of her. Okay. And Fleshman was a priest in the 1500s who was kicked out of the church and like excommunicated because mm-hmm. of like evil behavior. Uh-oh. And so the priests doing the exorcism like freak out because Annalise like gives very specific details about who Fleshman is, like, talking as right. Fleshman. Okay. Uh, knows everything about him and, like, gives creepily specific and accurate details of this guy. Hmm. And they said that she would have absolutely no way of knowing these things because that's not something that's shared within the church or probably hmm. not something you could find... They said He's... there's no way that she could have known. And Okay. And she knew. Right. So that is creepy. I don't mm-hmm. know how she knew that. Right. But, you know. Hmm. Anyway, that's okay. like the only part that I'm like, yeah, that's weird. I mean. It's definitely weird. But also I'm like, maybe they're just assuming a woman can't know information. Right. How 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 well known? How I'm could this like, be like why widely she just known? Research it. Yeah. Yeah. She could how, how could this be widely known by like everyone in the church, but not by anyone not yeah. in it? I know. You know. She would just have to know a lot about like to have very yeah. Anyway. Right. Yeah. In May of nineteen seventy six, the meds still weren't working and she kept getting worse. Uh, so she started banging her head against the walls, biting herself and biting others. Uh, her parents eventually had to tie her to her bed so she wouldn't harm herself or others, <sighs> which is sad. Yeah. Then she completely stopped eating. She said that she was not permitted to eat hmm. by the things inside of her. Um, and so even though she was under 80 pounds, she exhibited great strength with when people tried to restrain her. At the end, she started refusing medical treatment, like getting on her knees and begging. Uh-huh. Not, like she's like, no, please don't. I don't want. Yeah. Uh, so her family and in- still invited priests to perform uh, exorcisms, and Annalise accepted the exorcisms. She wanted them. Uh-huh. Sixty-seven exorcism sessions, one or two each week, lasting up to two. Lasting up to four hours were performed over about 10 months mm. in 1975 to 1976. <sighs> <sighs> um, so, in the end, she dies from starvation at the age of 23 and weighing 68 pounds. Mm. So, (laughs) this case is actually the first exorcism case to go to court. Hmm. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, because she, (laughs) 
Because she died. Because she died. And they were arguing that the parents and the two priests involved should have forced her to get medical treatment. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. And that the exorcisms obviously weren't helping in any way. Yep. And she was (laughs) 80 pounds. Uh, Yeah. Hard to argue with that. I know. So (laughs) the defense says, in the end... Father Alt invited his friend who was, like, these are the arguments the defense makes. Uh Uh-huh. In the end, uh, Father Alt invited his friend who was a doctor over to look at her, and he said there were no external injuries to her body. Okay. Even though Father, I don't know, one of the fathers said she had bruises, two black eyes, and a swollen cheek. But an outsider not involved in this came and said she didn't have any external injuries. Okay. So sketchy. Yeah. What? Wait, what's that supposed to prove? (laughs) That the father was lying. Okay. They were lying about her having like. That they were. Because the black, all the injuries is because she was harming herself. Right. And stuff like that. Uh Uh-huh. And that she was unwell okay, and stuff. And then they said, and then, this guy was like, no, she didn't have any of those oh, okay. things. Got it. So basically they would have been restraining her for nothing. Right. Okay. Okay. I got it. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and after the autopsy was done. Uh, wait. I, I don't know what this. I don't know why this is the defense's. Yeah, are you sure it's not the prosecution's? No, this is the... Why? I don't think I got this confused. Okay. Because then they said, the defense said after an autopsy was done, it showed that she had a very healthy brain, no damage that would cause epileptic seizures, even on a microscopic level. Okay. So, I think... I mean, I can see why the defense would argue that. Yes. I think the defense argued that... A doctor was invited to look at her. Okay. Uh, but the doctor was like, no, I was just there as a friend, not as, like, a doctor. So she uh-huh. would, like, do it. So they were trying to argue, we did invite a doctor. Right. Uh, and this priest was like, she had all these brutes. She was hurting herself. Mm-hmm. And then I think, I think Ooh. I just added it into this on oh, accident okay. that he was like, well. Actually, didn't see anything, and she didn't say anything about demons. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So their argument was like, "We right. brought a doctor." Uh-huh. And yeah. Uh, so the prosecution. Uh, this is their argument. Right. She has epilepsy and psychosis. Uh-huh. Father Alt, you remember Father Alt that we don't really talk about, right? But, but he was the first, the first one. one. Yeah. He. Went through uh, some medical examinations. Okay. And it was proven that he exhibited signs of schizophrenia. Cool. (laughs) So that was an argument. Uh, Her meds actually successfully suppressed the epileptic seizures. And so they said that the suppression morphed into a delusional psychosis, which was often associated with epilepsy. Right, because she stopped having, like, the episodes where she'd like lose consciousness, but mm-hmm. she started having episodes where she mm-hmm. thought she was possessed. Yeah. 
and because of the psychosis, the exorcisms only played into her fantasy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the visions and voices did predate any of the drugs she started taking. Okay. But I mean, if she was neurotic and like she had like, yeah, I mean, psychosis, she would have. I been guess hearing, like the like, psychosis voices. could have started before then, but was like amped up. Amped after. up. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, so after an investigation, the state prosecutor maintained that Michelle's death could have been prevented even one week before she died if they would have forced mm-hmm. her to get mm-hmm. medical yeah. treatment. But they also argue that medical treatment at that time would have included like force feeding mm-hmm. and electroshock therapy and right. it would have been really like miserable so sure. they didn't want to put her through that yeah and yeah. she well okay so they were also like she has the right to deny medical treatment the other side is like she wasn't in her right mind right to do that so mm-hmm. you could have technically forced her to get it yeah mm-hmm so, I mean, it is kind of hard either way. And they also say because she was so religious and grew, grew up in a super strict, and it right. was like a super strict Catholic faith, and she was very religious. Like, even when she mm-hmm. went to college for like a year or some shit, like, people who knew her were like, she was just kind of quiet and super religious. <laughs> like, that when she started having, like, whenever she started, um, you know, psychosis... Mm-hmm. Right. She would she was having like demonic as, visions yeah. and stuff like that because of like her religion already. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so uh in nineteen seventy six the ch- the state charged Michelle's parents and the priest Ernest Alt and Arnold Renz with negligent homicide. During the case, Michelle's body was exhumed and the tapes were played to the court of the exorcisms over the eleven months which led to her death. The parents were defended by uh, lawyers that were sponsored by the church, mm-hmm. and the state uh, recommended that no involved parties be jailed. Instead, the recommended sentence for the priest was a fine, while the prosecution concluded that the parents should be exempt from punishment as they had, quote, suffered enough, mm. end quote. Mm. So that is what happened. That. They just kind of paid a fine, mm. the priests. I mean... <sighs> Where, what state was this in? It was in Germany. Oh, it was in Germany. Well, I'm sure the Catholic... Klingenberg, Germany. I'm sure the Catholic Church is very powerful there, too. hmm <laughs> Yeah. And apparently the bishop also said, I wasn't aware of the already, like, previously diagnosed health conditions when uh, I agreed to uh-huh. let them have let them do the exorcism right. he said i would not have let them do the exorcism if i was made aware of all the previous like mm-hmm. possible right. psychotic behavior yeah like <laughs> if he knew that she was already happy but then pe- people are like some of the signs which is sketchy already oh, some in the buzzfeed unsolved episode that i was watching they interviewed a priest okay and this priest said Signs of uh, demonic possession, like could include epileptic um, states uh-huh. that seem like like epilepsy, but are really not. And I, I'm like, oh, sure they could. I don't know about that one. 
Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> so, either way, this story is really depressing, and she died, and she was either possessed or a very, 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 very sick girl. Right. And it was probably, she was a very, very sick mm-hmm. girl. Yeah. Who, it makes me sad, though, because her parents did get professional help for right. a long time. Yeah, and then they, they only stopped treatment when she was like, no. Yeah. I don't want treatment anymore. Mm-hmm. Their, their argument was just like they should have forced treatment, but she was also a 23-year-old woman who right. was like begging. What if you're daughter who was like on her hands and knees begging you not to yeah i get that mm-hmm. and like if she was like yeah i'll still take the exorcisms mm-hmm. yeah i mean of course they're gonna do anything they can if they think that that's helping and they're right. very religious sure that's why i'm like i wouldn't blame them they did get help yeah, for a I, long time I know, that's more than a lot of people would do like she got on meds and everything like mm-hmm. it just wasn't i think she was just very mentally ill right you know? Definitely. So I'm kind of glad the parents didn't get in trouble. I'm a little upset the priests didn't get more in trouble because they were like, let's just keep doing exorcisms. She's possessed. Yeah. And it's like, mm, I mean, you should know the difference between a possession and this person who clearly, is very mentally ill. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And the only the reason first... she was probably seeing demonic things and saying demonic things was because she was so freaking Catholic. Right, yeah. And the exorcisms were not helping. Sure. Like, after 67 exorcisms, how sane do you think you would be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be. If she was already probably uh, very ill, of course the exorcisms were going to do anything to help that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's honestly just a super sad story. Yeah. I'm like, it's everyone's and no one's fault. Mm-hmm. It just makes me really sad. Yeah. I almost wonder if there could have been, if there was anything that could have been, like, could have actually helped. Right. Because it sounded like she was on all the meds she could have, but then when she got on the meds to help with her epileptic stuff, it was like, oh... Now she's seeing things and doing weird things because it morphed in, like, the suppression of that Mm -hmm. morphed into something even worse. And I'm like, why couldn't she just have her weird seizure-like things? They didn't seem to be doing anything until it was suppressed. Sure. And then she had, like, minor, like, I mean, I'm seeing things and hearing things, but that can be. Yeah. I I mean. It was also, like, the 70s. So there probably wasn't a lot that they could have done. Yeah. There's so ugh, mean, there's so many things about this story because I'm like, ah, this is really depressing. Things should have been done, but then I'm like, okay, but if they did take her to the hospital and force feed her, mm-hmm. she's still going to be miserable. Right. I was like, there's nothing they can do. She's on all the meds they could possibly put her on, yeah. and it's not helping. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you're right. But the important thing to remember is the exorcisms didn't work. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what are so the... Like, and there was a... I read that... I'm, so even the doc... I mean, they only went to four doctors or went or something. Yeah, four And then they had 67 exorcists. No, exorcisms. Exorcisms. The same two people did right, them. But, I mean, 
I don't I mean, know. they went for frequent visits to these okay. four doctors. Sure. They consulted two neurologists, one Freudian something, and uh-huh. their family doctor. Yeah. So, like... Two, like three specialists and one and their family doctor they were taking her to. Yeah. But they should have trusted them when they're like, they all said epilepsy right. and <laughs> neuro. What is it? Uh, yeah. What did they say? Neurosis? Yeah. Yeah. And the weird thing is her brain was completely normal and none of it. That's the weird thing to me. Mm-hmm. Like, even on a microscopic level, there was nothing wrong with her brain that should have been causing these things. Right. But also, if it was like a mental illness, like seeing yeah, things if, and hearing things, it I mean, probably wouldn't, that wouldn't show right. up on your brain, right? Yeah, not in like, if it, yeah, that'd be and more she like wasn't a... really having like seizures. I think she right, was still it was like, just like, more like epileptic, I, a different Or maybe thing. like, yeah, or some like... I don't know. There's still soup, nothing in like her extreme brain panic attack or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't. I don't know if that'd show up in like the structure of the brain. That seems like more of like a brain chemistry thing. I don't know. I think maybe she was just misdiagnosed, and then the suppression of whatever was happening morphed into this weird psychosis thing. Yeah, I think that she should have uh, submitted to the will of Satan. And uh, <laughs> everything would be been fine. Clearly, you know. She also was naming the demons inside of her. And she said she had six. Yeah. And she named five of them. And she named four. Okay. And then a long pause. And then five was Hitler. <laughs> Hitler. And then they're like, who's the sixth? And she like couldn't name a sixth. Oh. She like yeah. didn't say anything. But her fifth one was Hitler. Uh-huh. Man. And she was from Germany. Right. So, like, let me just name bad people. Yeah. Uh, I also read that in between exorcisms, yeah. she acted normal. Oh. And during the exorcisms, that's when she was like, ah, So, da, she, da, act, da. she, like, acted normal and then, Sometimes. like, the priest is here. And then it would be like... I don't know if she was playing. It was like right. no, when I know. they were there, her mind was like, oh, I am possessed. Like, right, yeah, sure. Yeah, but they said sometimes, like in between, which was like sometimes less than a week. Yeah. Because they did one to two a week wow. for like a le- 10, 11 months. And yeah. so some, they, they were like not all the time, but sometimes like in between exorcisms, she acted mm-hmm. completely normal. Right. I'm. And I'm like, how did you think those exorcisms were helping? Yeah. But then also the brainwashing, like, I also can't blame the parents, the brainwashing of the church being like, we need to do this all the time. Yeah. And they were like, okay, if this is going to help my daughter. Yeah. I mean, and they were doing the exorcism and taking her to specialists, like doctors and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they didn't consult, they didn't find a priest until that neurologist supposedly said, you should go see a Jesuit. So I'm kind of thinking this guy could have been sketchy. Yeah. He was like, I didn't say that. But of course he would say that after it went to court. Right. For sh- Yeah, you know? definitely. And the parents weren't going to until he's apparently said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, so it's possible. So I'm that like, was... that sucks that their yeah. first priest was like actually schizophrenic and you was know. like, you're, you're 
or they're German, so they didn't get that he was joking (laughs) when he said it. There's so many factors in this, and it makes me sad. It, It does make me sad for the parents. I'm glad that Germany was like, hey, let's not do anything to them. Yeah. I don't think it's their fault. I, right. like, don't blame them unless nothing was really happening. And right. And they were just tying, they were, right. like, abusing her. That also is sure. worrisome. That would be bad. But I... I, I, I mean, <sighs> I mean, I guess you could... It seemed like the parents were really trying to get help, right. though. Yeah, it sounds like That's it. what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. they took her to so many special... Like, they were doing everything they could... And encouraging her to take her meds and, like, you know, mm-hmm. they were doing everything they could. And I'm like, yeah, you did yeah. everything you could. And, yeah, should they have forced her? I mean, yeah. yeah. But I have to think about it in, like, your daughter is begging you right. not to do it. Mm-hmm. And that she'd be happier without it. Yeah. I definitely I get why they wouldn't and it seems... And I'm sure the priests were like stop taking her to these doctors. Right. I would bet. You know? So I bet everyone was like stop taking her to get help. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. I don't know. I'm I just feel bad for everyone involved but the priests in this situation who made it worse. Yes, definitely. So, that's my story. When I first heard this story, I was like, she's definitely possessed. (laughs) (sighs) But doing more research into it and hearing the whole story again, I'm like, no, she was obviously just very ill. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you (laughs) can believe it's a possession if you want to. You could, but also, I, I mean, mean, if you if, if you, you think if you about do, all the dirtiness, of then this, like, I mean, if you believe ooh. it was a possession, then like, this girl was like successfully possessed by Satan or whoever. So like, it's gotta like. Honestly, in the end, I'm glad she was put out of her misery. She was 68 pounds. Yeah. And she was not eating. She was probably miserable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like, if they force fed her, she'd still have to live with the voices in her head and like all these weird, I don't know, that's mean, but. Yeah. You know, at least she's not, it seemed like she was suffering. Yeah. It so does. you can I mean, also just kind of be relieved yeah. that she's not anymore. Right, you could. That would have been a whole life of just crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. But also, they were crazy religious people. Right. I mean, she wouldn't have had this issue to begin with if... Right, but plenty of people are religious. Right, I know. You can't just tell people not to be religious. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Especially if at first... I, I would have been pissed if they were like just only took her to an exorcist like oh that's the first thing we need to do Mm -hmm. no they were like let's take her to the doctor yeah i I don't mean that like religion caused it but i mean it would have manifested as something else Mm -hmm. yeah exactly but i think 
some people are like they definitely should have forced her to go to the doctor. Yeah. And I'm like, I guess. Yeah. But also I'm trying to put myself in the parents' shoes and how difficult that would be. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. That's I mean, what I'm I think saying. yeah, no, I mean they should have done that, but I I can I understand why that was difficult to that do. That had to be so hard. And you know how many years they went through just, like, watching their daughter suffer? Like, they did suffer a lot. Yeah. So it's like, let's not put them in jail mm-hmm. because they obviously loved their daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be mean. I don't know. Maybe I'm defending these people too much, <laughs> but it just... It's not like she was like, I don't really want to go to the doctor. And they're like, all right, no more doc. Like, she right. was like... Hit, like screaming and like refu- it would have taken a lot of power physical power even to get her into a hospital and yeah to watch your daughter just cry and scream and say don't i don't want to go to the doc like don't it's not working like she's saying anything not to go and she's like please 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 don't take me to the doctor yeah I wonder I wonder how much they spent on the exorcisms. I don't know. I wonder Yeah. I don't know. I'm just reading about like how much or whether priests get paid for exorcisms and it seems like they like they'll ask for a stipend for the services and like it's up to the family to give what they want. Or that's how it. Well, they is also in... seemed pretty well off. They were taking her to all these fancy doctors all yeah. the time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't think. I mean, I guess it wouldn't be worth it. I mean, the worth of this whole issue to the church isn't like is isn't like entirely what the family is willing to pay them. It's like the worth of it is like legitimizing their services and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, sixty-seven exorcisms. That's what makes me crazy. Yeah. I'm like, those priests I, should have stopped after like two mm-hmm. and said, take her to a doctor. Right. They knew it wasn't working. Yeah. There's no way they actually thought she was possessed after a while. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I get it. They believe in that. Whatever. But she's not getting any better. Right. Tell her, tell mm-hmm. them. Either... Yeah, either it's a medical problem or uh, God isn't cutting it. Yeah, I'm like, I in the video I watched, Ryan asked the priest, he's like, how do you know when it's a demonic possession and it's mental illness? Right. And they were like, the priest was like, you need to know, like, whether it's one or the other or both. Uh-huh. And... Like, if it, basically, he's like, I don't know, you need to figure it out. Okay. (laughs) There's something they, I don't know. So, I'm like, well, they should have known after a while that it was not. I also, I haven't listened to the whole hour and a half of tapes. Mm Mm-hmm. It's also in German. (laughs) Right. So. Yeah. The one that makes me laugh is Hitler. (laughs) And in the video, Shane was like. Because Ryan was like, that does not sound like something that would come out of a girl. And Shane was like, it sounds like a girl doing a funny voice. (laughs) He's like, it sounds exactly like a girl doing a funny voice. Someone imitating someone who's possessed. If it was a girl 
who They're... had the deepest voice I've ever heard, and it sounded very demonic. That's right. when I would be scared. It sounded like a girl going, ah, la, 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 <laughs> imitating someone who was possessed. Yeah. So <sighs> when did when did she when did she die? Seventy six. Seventy six. Oh, think. okay. Well, the movie The Exorcist came out in nineteen seventy three. Okay. So I'm just saying that probably it had started some in seventy three. Her weird remember in seventy three it got spooky. Oh yeah. Well, I'm guessing that didn't have nothing to do with it. It's a sad story. Yeah. I'm depressed. Yeah. We're all depressed. Hail Satan. Yeah. Do you have anything else? Do you have anything to say about it? No, I think I've said everything I have to say. Me too. I'm just going to keep going in circles to say the same <laughs> thing. Mm hmm. Any, any, any scenario, any way you look at it, it's really sad. Yeah, it is. And because also by all accounts, she was just a nice, normal girl. Who was just kind of quiet and religious and nice and mm -hmm. likable by people. And that just, yeah, just makes me really sad that this happens to people that are good. Yeah. Mental illness <laughs> is the worst. Yeah. So if you're hearing voices, please go to a doctor before you go to an exorcist. Please, I beg of you, go to a doctor first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please. And if your children are hearing voices or having seizures, please take them to a doctor if that is available to you. Mm-hmm. Please don't go to an exercise. <laughs> I beg of you. Just take okay. them to the doctor. Yeah. Well, that's that. So that's the episode, everyone. <laughs> this has been fun. Yeah. We really should have ended on yours. That was fun. It's oh, a good one. Well, it was it was a little more uplifting, yeah. I mean if if Doctor Still had gotten to her, I'm sure she'd be fine. I know. Should have taken her to the Pine Barrens. No. He wasn't alive then. Yeah, well he's a ghost. Oh that's true. He could have healed her. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, do you have anything else left to say about I, anything? Everything. About anything? Yeah, about anything. Have any final thoughts to share with our people? My final thoughts are um I do not have any final thoughts. Cool. I have no thoughts, final or otherwise. Cool. Okay. Um so this has been Known Unknowns podcast. Yeah, I've been Harry. And I'm still me. Oh. Yeah, and I'm still Carly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like it. Oh, okay. I like our ending. Oh. Eat, pray, love. Because it's weird out there. Bye. Bye.